All right, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Brutal. I'm your host, Jack Luna. With me, I have your host, Kent Chungus. How you doing there, Kent Chungus? I'm doing good, man. Yeah? I'm doing good. It's good to be recording another Brutal. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I think this is number nine, and uh, I think we got a pretty good one. It's... It's kind of Halloween-esque. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, we, we've already recorded this twice, and it keeps on fucking up on us. But uh, like we said before, every true crime tale is really in the realm of spooky and weird and Halloween-esque. It, it, no matter, even if it didn't happen on Halloween, I think that they're all... I hate when, when... Well, I do it myself, you know? But there's only so many cases that are actually, you know, Halloween time when they happen. And what you also find is when you try to f- find a case that matches a specific date, a lot of times it's not that interesting. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing interesting about it is that it happened on Halloween. And if it did, yeah. then a lot of other podcasts have already done it. So we went outside the box with this one. There's there's a small element towards Halloween here that you'll find A really out. creepy visual, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And today we're going back to 1998, Jack, and- more than anything, 1998 was a great year for movies. We had The Big Lebowski, American History X, Saving Private Ryan, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, my favorite stoner movie, Half Baked, mm. with Dave Chappelle and uh, uh, was, uh, Jeff Jim uh, Brewer. Jim Brewer, that's it, yeah. And then the other guy, the cop from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, uh, Harland. Uh, that's Harlan what people Williams. say I sound like sometimes for some reason. But I, I, I'm not mad at it. I love Harlan Williams. But and of course, more than anything, nineteen ninety eight, a bug's life. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, what a time to be a cinephile. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we already recorded this, and I'm not going to get into all the extra stuff that we tried to uh, talk about there. But quickly, I'll say that Halloween H two O twenty years later and Bride of Chucky were both in nineteen ninety eight as well. Yeah, loved Bride of Chucky, hated Halloween H two O, and I hated both of them. <laughs> Now people are people are bumping to truly madly deeply by Savage Garden. That was on the charts. You remember that one? I want to dance with you in a river and swim with you in the ocean and bathe with you in a bathroom or something like that. Yeah, n- not really. No, I-, I don't. It's a good song. Pretty good song. Used to listen to it when I thought I was in love in like the seventh grade. All right, and I'm going to repeat my story I told the first time. Uh, Kent and I have a real problem with repeating stories because it's like lightning in a bottle and we don't want to bring it back up. But I'm going to quickly uh, try to recapture that lightning in a bottle and say that I once tried to impress a girl by playing the song Hero by Mariah Carey in the background to subliminally make her feel like I was her hero. (laughs) When a hero comes along. And then Kent one time bought a poodle for a girl and it shit all over him. Go ahead, Kent. You can finish that story if you want. Yeah, so I bought, I bought. Long story short, because like we said, we and fortunately we only got about five minutes into the last recording, so this is only going to be this is the only painful part for both the audience and me and you. Also, fortunately, we started talking about dogs, uh, and that's never a popular thing to start talking about, especially when they die in the stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had got this girl a dog. Mm. She had she had wanted a dog. Long story short. Got this girl a dog, cleaned my car, got cleaned up. I was gonna surprise her with it, and as I was pulling up, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm getting ready to pull up." I was like 16. I was like, "I'm pulling up, uh, be waiting." And I rolled down the windows, and I had that song. Uh, it was. Uh, Are you waiting uh, for me? To I'll be your crying shoulder. <laughs> and that's the most embarrassing. Maybe the most embarrassing thing I've ever told, and I talked about getting molested. <laughs> Same. So, but when when you showed up, it was covered in shit, and she didn't want it. Yeah, and... I was covered in shit. It had gotten car sick, and it shit all over the inside of my clean car, all over me. And then <laughs> when I tried to give her the dog, her parents wouldn't let her have it. <laughs> right. And that's where and we started it. talking about giving away dogs. And it was about that time that that the uh, my my laptop shit the bed. Yes. Yeah, it started beeping like crazy. So anyways, we're going to move on from all the horrible dog stories that we told uh, from there. I just want to make it clear that I don't hate dogs for as much as people hear me say that I do. I just think it's inconsiderate when your neighbor or people think that you love dogs because they love dogs. That's all. Yeah. You know. Especially when it's not even your dog. Right. Like, I didn't get a dog. Why am I dealing with a dog? Or... 
when a dog runs up to you and jumps all over, he's a good boy, don't worry, but oh, he likes you. It's like, I just think that he's not well-trained, and he shouldn't be jumping up on me right now with his muddy paws and slobbering on me. I don't know. I just Yeah, your neighbor didn't come and knock one day and go, hey, you want to go halvesies on a dog? <laughs> yeah, here's the deal. I get to enjoy it inside, and the kids get to enjoy it and all that, but when it's a pain in the ass, I'll send it outside, and it'll bark directly at your house for hours on end, and that's the part of the deal that you get to deal with. Shake. Does that sound good? Shake, roll over, play. Yeah. So people, so they're bumping the truly madly. They're also getting jiggy with it with Will Smith. Did you buy that album? I know you did. I did not. I did. I bought it twice. (laughs) Big Willie style had Will Smith on the cover pointing up like that. Yeah. Big Willie styles all with it. Getting jiggy with it. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to Miami. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. (laughs) I hate Will Smith. He's such a phony. You know, what's great about the internet, or I don't know, about like Instagram, things like that, when these these high echelon stars try to be like one of the people, have you seen what Matthew McConaughey acts like on Instagram? No. I know that he, in real life, he's like almost fully DS. And what's DS? Oh, Down Syndrome? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he is... Um, as phone, like you know how he's he's acting all the time. All right, all right, all right. Super cool guy. Freaking out the yeah, Texas A and M games with the throwing Never up. Never worried about nothing. Yeah, hook them horns. He acts like that all the time. The key word acts. You know, it's like he's not a real person. And for him to be out there trying to like act like he's like one of the people wearing like a three piece suit and all right, I'll let you in on my life. It's kind of like Garth Brooks when he tries to be like with with, with the people. Um, and Will Smith is like that too, where it's just a bit much. Just stay behind your pearly gates. You've been a celebrity. He's been a celebrity for 30 years. Yeah. He doesn't even know what it's like anymore to be a real person. No. No idea. No idea. And it shows. It shows. Anyways. Yeah. Welcome to Miami. (laughs) Maliba Ami Ami. Oh. Uh, just the two of us. Oh, yeah, Jack God. Building podcasts in the sky. Right. His son is horrible, too. Oh, his son Jalen? Oh. I remember uh, he tries to, on Twitter, he tries to, like, cause, so he's, like, 17, right? But he tries to make these, like, really thoughtful, insightful oh, posts that he thinks up. are going to spark. And one of his tweets was, they tell you that the sun is hot, but let me ask you this. Have they ever touched it? <laughs> And like, you ever had a sunburn, bitch? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it burns you from two hundred million miles away. Yeah, it gets pretty warm in the summertime. But he's <laughs> yeah, he lives in a place where it's warm twenty, you know, three hundred sixty-five days of the year. So he wouldn't even know about seasons and all that stuff. Yeah, he thinks that on the sixteenth birthday of every kid in the United States, everybody gets a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't. I mean, you know. I enjoy watching the movies and all that kind of stuff, but seeing them try to act like regular people is it's painful. Well, everybody's also well. You did I, so it's a, a strikeout for the first two songs. Truly, madly, deeply, you mm-hmm. hate it. Getting jiggy with it, you hate it. How about back streets back? All right. Yeah, hate it too. But I mean, it's definitely um, like an earworm or whatever they call it from from my childhood. Oh yeah, it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. It gets stuck in my head while it will later on during this because, like, there's a lot going on with a bo- with bodies in, in this, too, you know? Everybody, yeah. wear a body now. <laughs> All right. Skin a body and then wear a body, baby. Yeah, yeah so. Throw your hands up in the air. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Wave them around like you just don't care. <laughs> Drain the blood out through your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> All of this, I guess, is irrelevant, Jack. Uh, right. It's not 1998. It's irrelevant, though, because our location for the story isn't America or Canada or any other primarily English-speaking country. It's Poland. Krakow, to be exact. Krakow, Poland. Oh, now, wow. Hey, can I, Krakow, can I, can I, can I, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you here. I just have a fun fact about Poland here I wrote down. Um, okay. Did you know that Poland was known through the early 20th century as the happiest place on earth? 
<laughs> Sorry, I mean, I mean the the grumpiest place on earth. Did yeah. you did you know that it was the birthplace of the um, human expression, <laughs> the human ex- facial expression, the scowl? Oh. <laughs> Uh, We're going to find out that it was also the birthplace of the human expression. Oh, I'm fucked. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Poland got it bad, man. Yeah, they got hit pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, Krakow, Poland may have not had a bug's life or the backstreet boys pouring from every open window, but they did have a rich history. Like, you know, much the way like New York has the Statue of Liberty or Paris has the Eiffel Tower. Krakow, Poland also has its own claim to fame, Jack, and that historical landmark is Auschwitz. Uh, yeah, I want to visit there someday for sure. I mean, that's a lot of fun. It's not for fun for sure, but just for the historical relevance. Yeah, they do have that though. What else they got? Well, I mean, if if Auschwitz is a little too gloomy for you, yeah. If it makes you too sad, you're like, I want to have fun in Krakow, but I don't want to visit Auschwitz. <laughs> right. You can visit Schindler, Oscar Schindler's factory. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy that was the inspiration for Schindler's list. Right. And you could probably go in there and eat a pierogi right. or some shit in the gift shop after buying your I went to Auschwitz and all I got was this lousy shirt attire. Right, right. Yeah, some wet cabbage on the way out. You think they have a gift shop at Auschwitz? You know, I hope they don't, but they might. They're out, they have their own. Shower, jail. Oh, don't. Let's not bother. Okay. <laughs> Is that the line? Well, I just, you know. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Found here. it. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from that claim to fame, Auschwitz and, you know, Schindler's factory there, mm-hmm. they also have a, a large salt mine. So that's fun. Life in Krakow seems pretty chill. Uh, now that it's not the early 1940s. And so was the case in the late 1990s, 1998 to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you sweating well, over there? <clears throat> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying not to go further. <clears throat> you, really, there isn't a line with me, but I mean, I just I just know myself. And it, it, it wasn't was Poland, like, um, I think there was three different, like, factions there, like Germany, Russia, maybe France was involved in some way, and they all just kind of split apart at World War One. Like, they're like, ah, fuck this area, and then all that was left was Poland. <laughs> just kind of out in the out in the dark. Yeah. yeah. And everyone <laughs> chucked a... pants gr- around its ankles. <laughs> yeah. Everyone <laughs> chucked a grenade behind their back and said, fuck this area. A lot of horrible shit happened here. It's haunted. And then that became Poland. Just standing there with shaky knees, covering its dick. God. (laughs) What a place, man. Really strong people come from that place, too, but also very good. Oh, they have to be. Mm. Moving on. Right, Our main character, our victim today, was a young blonde lady by the name of Katarzyna Zawada. Now, she was a 23-year-old student at Jagiellon University there in Krakow in 1998. Mm -hmm. She loved the Grateful Dead. Collected all her albums, posters, shirts. She went to swap meets, Grateful Dead swap meets, where they would, I guess, I read they'd swap albums and stuff. This is before the internet really took off. Before LimeWire? Fun fact about LimeWire, yeah. No, this was pre-LimeWire, pre-Napster, before Metallica came in and fucked all that up. Oh, yeah. Pricks. Lars, primarily, right? Wasn't it him that... Oh, yeah, probably. He's a little uh, bitch. Wouldn't say that to his face, Jack. Yeah, I would. He's like five foot three. <laughs> if if that, yeah. Fun fact about Jagolian. J- That's so hard. I'm gonna call it Jag University because <laughs> it's a long German name there. Jag, Jag University. Yeah. Fun fact about Jag University. It was founded in 1364 by Casimir the Great, who was the king of Poland at the time. Right. And it is one of the oldest universities on earth. It's also where fucking. Copernicus graduated from. Yes, that Copernicus. If you were thinking about another Copernicus, no, it was that Copernicus. I had the, um, I had the one, I had the one. I, I, I saw that you had this written down, man. Sorry, I'll let you finish your sentence there, and then let me, let me give you my little fact here. Okay, Copernicus, Copernicus graduated there in 1496, and whenever he graduated there, the place was well, well over 100 years old at the time. So that's, that's. I thought that was kind of cool. We, you could go to a university today, still today. That Copernicus 
graduated from, who is now like a marble, you know, he's along the greats. Like, Yeah, he's got one of uh, those little dick statues. Yeah, little dick statues, yeah. He's along people like Aristotle and yeah. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's not a little dick statue. Skinny dick, I'm certain. Um, Copernicus, man, he also went to the University of Bologna. Actually, I think that's Bologna. Bologna. Yeah, Bologna. Yeah. yeah. Bologna. That's what I call it, Bologna. And uh, flat earthers would call it Bologna because um, he's the one who said that the sun, he realized that the sun is the center of the universe, I believe. Yes. And uh, they would say he went to the University of Bologna. I mean, you know, that they believe the earth's flat and that the sun hovers above us like a desk lamp and gravity isn't a real thing or whatever, so... Yeah, Flat Earth, I think uh, Copernicus went to the University of Bologna. He basically figured out our solar system. Hell, he did. Earth's flat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Fake a news. Dis- <laughs> just a <this> disc. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well-versed on uh, Flat Earth theory, but I do know from talking to my girl that gravity would not work right if the Earth was flat. Well, we wouldn't have a gravitational field at all, would we? Because the mass wouldn't be big enough to create a gravitational pull. Yeah, like you wouldn't even be able to throw a baseball properly, like the way that it goes, apparently. You know, I'm, I'm no scientist. But if the Earth was flat, uh, the only flat thing, you know, you look at the sun and you look at the moon and those appear to be spherical, right? Yeah. I don't know. You look at Jupiter. I ha- I have a telescope, and everything I look at appears to be pretty round. Not sure why we would be flat. Any different? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I was watching a video last night about time travel and the flaw in basically any time travel anything at all is the idea that if you did time travel, say you went back to 1965, right? Yeah. I just t- pulled a random year out of my head. Sure. The the point at which the location that you time travel, if it's in relation to the exact point in space, the problem with time travel is that if you went back to 1965, in reality, you would just be hovering in space. Right. Because you would be thousands of miles, hundreds of thousands of miles away from Earth because in its rotation, oh, it's always moving. That's that's crazy, man. That's pretty cool. Never thought about that. You're, and you're right. Maybe they maybe time travel would adjust for it somehow. You'd hope, eh? Yeah, I guess it's in relation to maybe the Earth. Yeah, if, if you want to make that argument, like, <sighs> people that believe in a round Earth say a lot of things. Oh, look at me. Um, but uh, here's one cool thing: if we want to just you know talk about whatever here, just for a second, I always thought it was really neat that when the there's a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse and the moon and the sun are directly against each other, that they appear to be exactly the same size. And math- yeah. mathematically, like that is incredible that for the size of the moon being so much smaller and the size of the sun being so much larger, obviously, but the distance between the two accounts, like it makes up for the size difference and it, it ends up the being exactly size. the same size. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Maybe it is flat. Maybe we are the center of the universe. It's all bullshit. Yeah, Copernicus. It's all bullshit, Jack. It's all liberal bullshit. University of Bologna degree. <laughs> Science is all liberal bullshit. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> Anyways, back to Katorzana. Kat- mm. Her father had died in an accident in 1996 after falling from a mountain while hiking. And because of that, she suffered from severe depression. Now, I didn't read this anywhere. I mean, I did read it, but uh, nobody mentions it. But. They they do mention often that she had an obsession with the Grateful Dead. I already brought it up once. Yeah. Jerry Garcia had died in August of ninety five as well. So that couldn't that couldn't have been easy on her. No. It was probably easy on a lot of women. I mean, he reminds me of serial killer Robert Berdella. I think that Jerry Garcia probably wouldn't have done well during the Me Too movement era for some reason. You think he would have done well? I think he would have done poorly. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. There's something creepy about him. It might just be me judging him based on his looks, but I don't know. That type of guy always got something weird going on. Chubby little dude who's like super intelligent and charismatic. It just feels like, you know, once you get into his bedroom, strange things get started to be shoved up your ass, you know. Starts jerking off in plants. (laughs) Yeah. Now, 
Katarzyna was a she was a loner for the most part. She lived with her mother, always sat alone during lectures, rarely talked because uh, of her depression, I would imagine. During her time there at JAG University, she had changed her field of study twice. She went from a psychology student to a history student before finally setting, settling in as a religious studies major. Now, her mother would later say that she had developed like an unhealthy fixation with death. She would like push her lectures, you know, let's get to the good stuff, the juicy stuff. Let's get the revelations to heaven, to hell, to death. Where do we go when we die? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, she kind of sounds like probably half of our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Hey, and to these listeners, I don't need any feedback on flat earth theory or round earth theory. What I got wrong there. We're just fucking around. Please just don't waste your time. Yeah, please. (laughs) And Jerry Garcia he might have been a, a pedophile. Ch- yeah, like, I mean, that's a fact. <laughs> and I didn't do any research. I didn't come across that in my research, but but we can assume her her the few friends that she did have, Katrazana did have, described her as being very nice and sweet, but sad and withdrawn because of the whole dead the dead dad thing. Right, the whole dad falling falling off a cliff thing made her a sad face. He fell off a cliff. He fell off a cliff. Oh, while hiking, yeah. I got you there. Yeah, while yeah. hiking, yeah. That's a rough way to go, man. Really rough way to go. You, I like. I, that's a real nightmare of mine. Falling off a cliff and it being like five hundred feet. Not that I'd ever go anywhere near a cliffside that had that but big of a drop. But just falling and knowing you're dying for that amount of time. Oof. And there's nothing, nothing, that's gonna save you. Yeah, nothing. There, there's, 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 there's nothing could catch you. I think I remember reading one time, though, that a lot of people that fall from high heights like that actually are unconscious by the time they hit the ground That'd because be they pass out from fear because of the the adrenaline rush. Yeah, that, maybe. That I just think about people jumping into planes and how they don't pass out, like, ever. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Well, the backpack being there probably... <laughs> Slows them down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, in stories of when people have jumped off of cliffs and off of bridges and stuff and they end up surviving when they're trying to kill themselves, that apparently like all of them that survived say that they immediately regretted it. Yeah, 100% of the time. Yeah. And there's no take backsies. No. On that. <laughs> so she had been, but Katarzana had been getting psychiatric treatment at a clinic in Nawahutta for her depression, though. And uh, she was hoping for a, you know, fun you know, even though she had the depression, she was hoping for like a neat future full of not killing herself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, things did seem kind of be to be like shaping up in the in the few months prior to what's getting ready to happen. Um, she had lost weight, but not in like a oh she's eating, she's depressed, like she's getting exercise. She had dyed her black hair blonde, right? So she was everything. Like the treatments seemed to be going well. Yeah. And on November 12th, 1998, that is that is where she was going. She was going she was scheduled for an appointment. She was going to meet her mom there at the clinic where she gets her psychiatric help. And uh on November 12th, 1998, she never shows up. So mother's standing there with her thumb in her ass. Yeah. No daughter. All right. Sucking our thumb, sticking it in her ass, sucking our thumb. Yeah. Yeah. That tale as old as time. Mhm. Yeah. ATM. Later that same day, her mother attempts to file a missing persons report at the police station, but the cops basically tell her to fuck off because it hadn't been long enough. They're like, hey, you know, yeah. it's been six hours. Go home, wait, wait it off, walk it off. Yeah, yeah. Like when she's dead, let us know. When she's definitely basically, probably dead, yeah. then we'll we'll worry about it. Uh this is a this next bit, like you know, she goes missing on November twelfth, nineteen ninety eight. On November fourteenth, nineteen ninety eight, this is kind of fun. Hmm. Two days after she goes missing. Her autographed CD special edition Grateful Dead box set shows up at her house. Huh. So, I mean, she's never... Spoiler alert, she's dead, but I guess overall this doesn't really matter. If the Postal Service in Poland, though, is anything like in the United States, the goddamn thing was probably so destroyed by the time it got there that it wouldn't have worked anyway, so... Right. She dodged a bullet there. Well, there, yeah. Uh, Moving on. A few, a few weeks later, the police would finally begin to take uh, her mother seriously and begin investigating. She, they go to her apartment. There's no signs of a struggle discovered. No leads. No evidence of foul play. They got nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, after after 
she's been missing for for a number of weeks at this point. Katrazana Zawada is officially declared as a missing person. All right. Weeks later. Yeah, weeks later. Uh, that's and that'll be in, kind of important here in a little bit because we're gonna find out something that's a little little disturbing. <laughs> Katrazana, she she would be missing for the next two months until in the early morning of January 6, nineteen ninety nine. There's a pusher tug, and that's a boat that's designed for like pushing barges and car floats. You right. know, it's like the little bulldog of boats. Hmm. Pulls all the heavy shit down the river. Right. Oprah Winfrey were to fall in. Ah. Use a pusher tug. Yeah. Yeah, you would. But this pusher tug is called the Elk, and it's traveling down the Vistula River, which runs through almost all the major cities in Poland, the Vistula River. Mm hmm. Uh, when this when this elk pusher tug gets its propellers wrapped around what they believe to be is some clothes and causes this little this little boat this little beefcake of a boat to stall out. Not a very powerful boat, obviously. If just some clothes can uh, bring it to a to a crunching halt, eh? You know, I kind of thought that too. And also, this is a boat that's pull, that's designed to pull like millions of pounds. Yeah. Well, like, I think the problem is, is that it's not clothes, right? It, it's not close. It, it yeah, not close. Uh, we wouldn't be telling the story if it was close, because uh, the way that you access the propellers in this is by opening a, a trap door in the center of the boat. Right. Right. One of the crew members opens this door, and after pulling these clothes free and 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 shaking them a little bit, a foul stench hits him right in his big dumb Pollock face, <laughs> and he realizes. That it's not closed at all. Well, not in the traditional sense, right. I guess. I guess it can be. Cl- it, it is kind of closed. It's a skin <laughs> suit, Jack. <laughs> I'm still laughing at you saying big, dumb Polak face. Like, like, and I won't cut that because you just know, like, there's certain places you just get away with overt race. It's not even racism. Yeah, right? you can say like, Polak and nobody cares. No, or you go after the Russians, Croatians, they don't give a shit. Thank God this isn't happening in uh, Jamaica or, you know. <laughs> Jamaica or the West Indies it's or a, China I don't know Pakistan there's one running theme you said you can get away with it with Russia and Poland and <laughs> basically any European yeah like right <laughs> well I can trash the Irish as much as I want because you know I have Irish blood Scottish right. all these yeah. people have one thing in common that's what I'm saying they could take a joke <laughs> that's, yeah that's a good point yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no hatred behind it. It is just a joke and the rest of it, you know. It depends on who you are. I'm sure if you were Jamaican or you were from the West Indies and all those places I named it, you made a joke about your own people. You get away with it, obviously, right? So I guess that's in the realm of stuff that we can make fun of until we get the uh, blowback. Yeah. And then we'll just make fun of it harder. Right. It's a skin suit jacket and even it has an ear and a booby still attached to it. The nipples are cut off. Oof. Doesn't have the nipples, but the boob is there. Boobs are there. Both. It's got two boobs. Uh, it's the carefully skinned torso of a human being. Uh, the only thing missing were the arms, legs, and head. Those were absent. So it was just the torso. It was the vaginal area, uh, and then the torso, the back, and the chest. Things. Oh my God! Did uh, Ed, did just the skin? <laughs> was this one of Ed Gein's former vacation spots? He used to take his mother to. Uh, I don't think he ever went on a vacation. I bet you, Ed Gein never. Oh, he never left uh, Wisconsin. What was what was the name of? Just outside of Baraboo. Um, yeah, what was the name of that? Uh, uh, Plainfield. Plainfield. Yeah. All right, everybody. Badlands food. I've been thinking about getting a dog with my little family. We are about to introduce a dog, I believe, at some point here, and I have a interest in how we're going to be treating said dog and it occurs to me you know that many dogs suffer from health issues and with Badlands Food actress Catherine Heigl who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation says she's seeing more issues with dogs joints odors and health than ever before and after doing a ton of research she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health she's looking at their food What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. 
She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. It caught my attention, and as I'm about to uh, get a dog, I think that I'm going to uh, use this service, so I thought I'd share it with the audience as well. Uh, I know many of you have dogs. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash darktopic and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash darktopic to check it out. Badlands Food. All right, everybody, Zipix toothpicks. This is something that I use all the time. So this episode is brought to you by Zipix nicotine toothpicks. Zipix brings you a totally satisfying, convenient, and great-tasting way to curb your nicotine cravings. Now you can get your nicotine fix anytime, anywhere, without having to rely on smoking or vaping. Zipix toothpicks give you an easier, better, and more discreet way to get your fix. They're available in six great long-lasting flavors, and they have options in two milligrams and three milligrams of nicotine. Zippics are perfect for flights, sporting events, restaurants, podcasting, uh, literally anywhere that you smoke or vape where that's banned. They're also one of the most cost-effective nicotine products on the market. Zippix also offers caffeine and B12 infused toothpicks if you're not a nicotine user or if you're trying to get away from your nicotine habit. Zippics have already helped tens of thousands of customers, including myself, to get their nicotine fix without needing to inhale smoke or vape oils. Make your lungs happy and try Zipix nicotine-infused toothpicks. So ditch the cigarettes, ditch the vape, and get some nicotine-infused toothpicks at zipixtoothpicks.com today. Get 10% off your first order by using the code DARKTOPIC at checkout. Your lungs will be glad you did. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Warning, nicotine is an addictive chemical. Zip more, smoke less with Zipix nicotine toothpicks. Plainfield, Wisconsin. This is very Ed Gein-esque. Yeah, so far. Like a Pollock Ed Gein. Yeah. When I realized I can, I'm allowed to say that, I'm going to say it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like I said, it's the boobs, the belly, the vaginal area, the the rear end and the back. Uh, it's the skin of a young lady. It had been sewn back together, though, after being removed so that it could be worn like a like a vest or a onesie. Right. Like a giant human onesie. Nice. DNA test indicated that it did indeed belong to Katarzyna. Investigators also conclude that she had been alive when the skinning had taken place. Well, started. <sighs> and, uh, and what had killed her was... Four puncture wounds that had been made in main arteries to let her bleed out while he had, while whoever had done it had worked. There had been one in, underneath each armpit, and then one on the inside of each thigh. So he had he had severed major arteries to let her bleed out. Sounds like he knows what he's doing. He, very much so. Yes, there were also signs that she had been beaten, tortured, and raped before being skinned. Ugh. They also concluded that she had been kept alive for weeks after being reported missing. Due to the level of decomposition. I like how I gave a little, oh, you know, like all these. Like you were hard? These pussy. Yeah, like that. But like all these pussy. Uh, you hear other podcasts with a two-man team or a two-girl team. And the other one just sits there and goes, oh. It's like, she just got skinned, Jack. Oh, you're worried yeah. about her getting raped and beaten? She got skinned alive. <laughs> you know what I hate about two per- two people podcasts that, that I'm so glad that we don't do? Uh. Is the fake outrage mm. or the fake like. Shock. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That Uh, is terrible. That is terrible. mm -hmm. I I find myself doing it sometimes because I think that I'm supposed to, but I try to call myself on it for sure because I'm not shocked by anything. I am literally shook. It's left me shook. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know if I can continue hearing this, Kent. Literally shaking right now. Tell me. Oh, my God. Tell me that they caught whoever did this. Now, he kept killing, and they said, yeah, we know who did it, but we don't give a fuck. <laughs> we like it. That's what they said. <laughs> this is what we're about. Because we're Polacks. We're Polacks. <laughs> Pass the pierogies and hit me right in the face with a wet piece of cabbage and shut the fuck up. Where's the Go vodka? See what's going on at Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> you want to party at Auschwitz tonight? <laughs> 
I heard they got a gift shop. Sell good soaps. On January 14th, <laughs> Katarzyna's right leg is also found in the Vistula River. Mm. Now, here's another fun fact. The Vistula River has an incredibly rich history that dates back thousands of years and honestly could get a podcast entirely itself. It's it's a really interesting river. Uh, at one point, 700 years ago, castles and settlements dotted its banks. Uh, also, I hate I keep ha- having to go back to the the world's little shame period there, but mm-hmm. all the ashes of those murdered at that little place called uh, Auschwitz mm-hmm. were dumped in the Vistula River. Oof, that's that's pretty wild. That's a haunted river. Yeah, a lot of history here. And if you remember, Kat- Katrzana was at one point a history major. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I tell you all this because I have a point. Okay. Uh, she clearly appreciated information like this. So, you know, if her skin and body parts have got to be found anywhere, right? you know, like, s- sweet, I guess. She'd probably be stoked. Oof. Wow. Um, I don't know if she would be, but. Okay. So I was wrong there. You were wrong there, yeah. I mean, would you be, would you be stoked to know the way you got murdered and if it happened in some kind of uh, cool way to some couple of dickheads making a podcast somewhere in the world in the future? No, I mean, not if it was found in the Vistula River, but if my body was found in, like, the bathroom of a Chipotle. You're right. I'd be stoked. I'd be like, I love Chipotle. Yeah, I know she's not stoked about the murder itself and the skinning and the rape and the beating and the tortures. Right. And Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. But... But she might be able to appreciate the the history of the place where she uh, was found. Her, where she's now become a part of the history. Her skin suit was eventually chewed up in a fucking tugboat. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You might be right. May 1999. After four months with literally no leads as to how she could have ended up as a flamboyant skin vest floating down the Vistula River, mm-hmm. police think that they get a breakthrough in the case when something horrible happens again. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, it turns out this this horrible event was no connection, but on May 31st at 1 p.m., police get a call from an old man, an elderly man, that stated he had found a body in the basement of his house that he believed belonged to his son. He couldn't say for sure, though, because the body was missing its head right, uh, and its face. Well, it wasn't missing its head. The head was laying near it, but the head didn't have the face on it. Okay. It had been skinned. Huh. Uh, when police arrive at the scene, they hear music blaring from inside the house. Everybody now. <laughs> yeah. Na 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 na. Na na na. Getting jiggy. Welcome to Miami, Malita Javiami. Uh. We, I never could figure out, I never could in my research find out what the song was that was playing. I wish I knew that. Yeah. But there's there's a song blaring from inside this house. Yeah. And uh, when they make entry, they discover a man, a young man in his late 20s, early 30s, yeah. dancing in the kitchen to the music. Okay. Uh, the twist here, the Halloween-y twist here. Is that he's wearing the bloody face of someone else. So imagine this visual... You go in, it's, you know, everybody, and he's dancing. Yeah. Just fucking feeling himself. Everybody, yeah, yeah. Wear a bodysuit. Yeah. Yeah. Put your father's face on your face and rock that body right. Nah, 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 nah. (laughs) So, yeah, he's wearing the bloody face of someone else. Uh, he was, a, like I said, he was a man in his late 20s, early 30s by the name of Vladimir W. And I don't say his last name because uh, one thing that I... Because you, you, you're you full of respect, right? Because you, you want to respect the Yeah, victim. I don't want to put this guy on blast. Right, right. You know, you wear one face of a, of a person you murdered and everybody immediately is on your ass about everything. But I couldn't come across it. It turns out that Polish laws are kind of strict... And uh, they don't release a lot of information. They're very, uh, they're all about confidentiality. Mm-hmm. So, but Vladimir was a young man. He was the grandson of the elderly man who had called the police in the first place. And it turns out that Vladimir was wearing his father's face. And in the basement, police discover fifty-year-old Vladimir's father suspended upside down from the ceiling, 
missing his head, actually much the way that Ed Gein, the way that uh, yeah, the woman from the store he had they had found her posed. Yeah, I could see that in my head still, split down the middle with the vagina in a box beside it. Yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, he used all the parts. <clears throat> yeah, he wasn't one to waste much. Yeah. So his daddy's hanging by his ankles from the basement, mm-hmm. missing his head. The head is, however, located a few feet away. It's skinned entirely. Right. Um, Vladimir, now you're probably wondering, like, why didn't the elderly grandfather realize, like, hey, yeah, I mean, you found this body in the basement, but also your your grandson is wearing his face. <laughs> this is That's a good question, and this is why. The elderly grandfather had severe cataracts, which greatly diminished his vision and made it extremely blurry. The police had realized that the body of his son had been in the basement for weeks. Mm. And in those weeks, his grandson had been wearing his father's face and clothing around the house with his grandfather and acting and posing as his dad, as well as himself, to maintain the illusion to the old man that they were both there and still alive. Oh, my God. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Oof. That's a rough one, man. He's putting it on and taking it off. He's acting like his father. He's doing the Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hello! <laughs> yeah, the pierogies are on fire. He's smacking himself in the chest with a <laughs> shitty pan. The, um... You haven't read the Dark Tower series, but this guy might have. I mean, he just he won't forget the face of his father. You know that that's a main thing in the, in the Dark Tower series. Do not forget the face of your father. How could you when it's on your face? There was a scene where he was in the kitchen and he forgot to put his dad's face on, and his grandfather walked in and he had to slam his face down in a pie. <laughs> and... Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, this is a fun uh, one so far. I, I'm always like a little squeamish and worried about what we're going to be talking about, but so far this hasn't been bad at all. Yeah, not at all. Just fun. Yeah, just all, all we get to talk about Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah. And the Pollocks. Mm-hmm. Dead women who got skinned. Dead skinned women. Yeah. Oh. Wearing your father's face and fooling your grandpa into <laughs> thinking he's still alive for weeks. Uh, now, the police immediately think that this is some sort, of, so, some sort of killing that's inspired by Silence of the Lambs. Talking about the Zawada case. Right, right. And they, they try to pin the murder of Katarzyna Zawada on Vladimir as well. However, there is no evidence to support this theory whatsoever. Furthermore... Uh, the police eventually found out that Vladimir had actually killed his father because he hated him. <laughs> yeah. um, there was a big, long story about him leaving his mother and cheating and blah, 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 blah. So there was a completely different motivation for the murder of Katarzyna and the murder of this that this man had done to his father. So because the difference in them were so was so vast, right. They realized that psychological, psychologically, it didn't make any sense. But initially, it's like we got two skinned, in a way, victims here. So maybe it's the same guy. I understand why they would have chopped. Yeah, the math is adding up from a police perspective. A Polak police perspective. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Vladimir is cleared of anything to do with Katarzyna, but is charged with the murder of his father. He does get 25 years in prison. By the way, Jack, he was released in 2009 and is now a free family man so that's that's nice wow that is nice well yeah uh, comeback story so he he was out in time to be able to have a family <laughs> yeah wow three kids dog picket fence jeez just living the polish dream <laughs> yeah stones throw away from Auschwitz. yeah right right near the river what's the name of the river again the vistulia the uh vistula right the by vistula the vistula <laughs> People really caused him a lot of heartache over one little Halloween mask. Yeah, I mean. So that was the most Halloween kind of aspect of this story. Him dancing to Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Wearing his dad's face. Right. Yeah, and and that was pretty good. So that about wraps this one up. And we'll see you next time Mm. on Brutal. (laughs) 2001. Right. So two years later. 
this kind of this tidbit, I guess, in, in the grand scheme of things, is kind of unrelated. But the crew member that discovered the skin suit on the tugger boat does kill himself. So it clearly fucked him up a little bit. Uh, he's probably had other issues going on too. It probably before that. Whenever I hear that, there was the there was a Mountie out here who who dealt with the case of Vince Lee cutting the head off of uh, Tim McLean out here, and the the Mountie ended up killing himself down the road. But he 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 clearly had other issues too. But sometimes for those guys or any person like this tugboat dude, it just puts them over the over the edge, right? Puts you to drinking yeah. more than you, you yeah. would have been and ruminating on all your issues. You know what I bet it is more than anything? It's the smell. Yeah. That's something that you'd never forget. Right. That make you kill yourself. The smell. <sighs> something like that. Yeah. The smell. <laughs> so the case, I mean, it, it goes cold from here. Two thousand one. It, you know, this crew member, that's really the last, for, for 15 years, that's the end. You know, case closed, not closed, but we don't hear anything else about this t- case until in 2016, a forensic expert from the University of Coimbra goes over the case again and suggests that the killer had a background in a specific form of martial arts, uh, the style of which hasn't been released due to the nature of Polish laws the way that they are, but you know, and by style I mean karate. you know judo or mm-hmm. jujitsu or akimbo, karate. Uh, but because of the nature of the injuries, uh, he does determine that this the person whoever did this to her is highly trained in this specific style of martial arts. The fact that they like they don't say the style right, but it's a form of martial arts. I thought about this because some of the injuries indicate that he had uh background a specific form of martial arts i'm thinking that it's possible the body showed signs that it had maybe been leg kicked or arm kicked or rib kicked by somebody who could only put that kind of force into a kick that had some background in martial arts to the point where it like broke the leg or you know fractured the leg or broke the ribs i'm i'm thinking if so say the side of the leg was snapped they might be able to deduce that came from a kick somehow. Because some of these guys who know karate, you know, the high-yah. Yeah. So, and I also wonder how they determined she'd been raped. Me too. I mean, I often wonder that with with these. Because all you have is the lips. I mean, don't you need the internals? To yeah, you'd think that? so. And that sounded pretty harsh. Well, it was. But... Very harsh. But, I mean, maybe, maybe there's some information there that they're not giving us. Uh, hmm. I mean, maybe you would just assume... That if a man were to go so far as to skin a woman, they That's they fair. might rape her as well. It might have some sexuality and, and nature to it. Although you can't completely, um, you know, deduce that because if the guy was say he was gay and he wanted to be a woman yeah. and he skinned her so he could look like a woman himself, maybe he would have no interest in raping her. Which, by the way, is the plot to Silence of the Lambs. Right? Yeah, Buffalo. He wasn't raping those those girls. No, he was just wanting their skin. It's it is funny to think that the though that out there there was there could be some man who was capable of skinning a young lady and torturing her alive, and then when the cops are like, "We think he raped her too," he's like, "What? I'm not a monster. <laughs> I just wanted her skin. <laughs> not a rapist. Yeah. Don't cancel me. <laughs> Never be able to work again. I'm a surgeon and a seamstress. Oh yeah." But I'm not a raper. No. <laughs> October 2017. 19 years later, Jack. Yeah. And a year after this uh, this guy at this university puts together this profile of the killer. So 19 years later, October 2017, a lady calls the police there in Poland and tells them that she had previously dated a man by the name of Robert Janansky, who lived on the shore of the Vistula. So listen to all this. I will. He lived on the shore of the Vistula River. So that's one, right? That's a big one. He was a mechanic, and he had previously worked in the Polish Army morgue, specifically the dissection lab, where he took apart human corpses for investigation. Mm. That's two. She let them know that he was a bisexual and a cross-dresser who wanted to be a woman. That's three. Not looking good. So, you know, you've got a boob vest here. That That... That has been sewn back together to be worn. I called him a seamstress, but maybe he was a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Uh, 
Probably the most popular accidental joke that's ever went down in TCK <laughs> history. The set, the one that just makes me look like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> sewer. I looked that up. What is a sewer? It's a sewer. And I just kept getting. You were saying sewer, weren't you? What is a sewer? Se- sewer. Yeah, what is a sewer? And I kept looking up what the job, job op- occupation of sewer was. Mm. And I just kept talking about waste management. <laughs> so he's a cross-dresser that wanted to be a woman. That's one strike. Yeah. He had worked in an army morgue, taking apart human corpses for investigation. That's two strikes. It is. Lived on the Vistula River. Oof. That's three strikes. Yep. Fourth strike, he's obsessed with the Katarzyna Zawada case. Okay. Sometimes visit her grave multiple times a week. Okay, he did it. That's four strikes. Oh, it gets better, though, Jack. Mm-hmm. Upon further investigation, police find that Robert had also worked at the Krakow Institute of Zoology, where he was trained in the process of preparing animal skins. Oh, well, yeah. He had been fired, though, because one day he went crazy and randomly killed all the rabbits during a shift <laughs> without reason or explanation. <laughs> okay. That's five strikes. <sighs> How'd he kill him with uh, On top of all of that, chops? Jack, mm-hmm. he was also... A martial arts expert. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, he's already struck out. He's went back to the bench from the batter's box twice. <laughs> yeah. Already. Yeah, he did it. He did it, man. Uh, also, I think it's called. You call it Krakow? How do you call it Krakow? Krakow. It's Krakow. Like Kapow. You say it whatever way you want to there, uh, Kent. It's the Cracker Institute. Yeah. It's just a bunch of white people in Poland. <laughs> I, and I can say that too. <laughs> Because of my pale nature. Yes, you can. (laughs) They do search uh, Robert's apartment. They find old dry blood in his bathroom. Mm -hmm. They remove the bathtub and the frame for the shower. Those were taken for further testing. What a pig. (laughs) Yeah, I think out of all this, I was most disgusted by the fact that there was still, 19 years later, there was still evidence in his bathroom of blood. October 4th, 2017, Robert Janetsky is arrested by police while leaving church. He's charged with aggravated murder with particular cruelty. He does, however, maintain that he didn't know her, although he was captured many times going and visiting her grave. (laughs) As of today, which is, you know, October 29, 2021, Mm -hmm. Robert is still incarcerated awaiting trial. And that's probably all we'll hear about this case because his attorney has requested that it all remain sealed and, and hidden and secret and everything. And the Polish are very particular about keeping all this under wraps. So even if he was already charged and sent to prison, we may never know because they've guarded this information. But I I think it's almost a guarantee that this guy did it. Oh, me too. Me too. And the way the world works, uh, well, at least in North America, we don't really pay much attention to these cases that happen in places like Russia or Poland or China for that matter. I mean, a lot of the information about particular cases, serial killer cases, murder cases, doesn't come out of these these places, just like how they're kind of hiding it with Poland. But even if it did, <clears throat> there doesn't seem to be the same interest in the true crime community for uh, things that happen outside of where the majority of people listen to true crime, which would be, you know, the United Kingdom, North America, Australia. Canada. Uh, North America. You know that we're in North America too, right? Absolutely. Okay. I did know that, yeah. Well, thank you, Kent. I gave this case to you like a couple of days ago, and you, you spun it around right away. We watched uh, the documentary that Deadbug did on this, and we're going to shout him out again because we got a lot of the information from Deadbug. Uh, Deadbug is like a secreted channel on YouTube. We mentioned once before. It's not for the faint of heart. He's pretty hardcore with the way that he covers this kind of stuff, and I think the way that he covers things, it kind of blends into the way that... We covered this case ourselves, but if you think we were rough about it, go watch the dead bug on this particular case. Yeah, and his stuff is open. This is this is just on Patreon for us. Like this, <laughs> this is guarded. He just puts that shit out in the ether. Like yeah, like what did he what did he say about bisexual? Like when when the bisexual part came up about him, he said uh, whenever the he he had confessed to the girl that he was bisexual, he goes. Who would even do that unless you're a chick? <laughs> <laughs> and then I bought a, 
bedbug sweater for $125 online after that. He also says at one point, because this guy sounds like a mobster, very Jersey. Mm. He's like, can't stand a tranny with an attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It blows me away. Like I, I, how does he get away with it? He does. He, I don't think he does because now they've kind of canceled him on there, and you got to you got to find the channel by searching it out, right? And has, someone has to tell you about it. It's kind of a secret. The dead bug's even there. Um, it's not available to the public. Any of that stuff. Like you have to kind of subscribe to his channel, and then you get access to it. Uh, he's not making any money out there. This guy's just making horrible content. Really well done, though. Like it's amazing how well done, how frequent this guy puts out his little documentaries. Dead bug. This guy worked on Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. He did. I didn't make that up. He, he was a producer for Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also did the recent Ice, uh, Insane Clown Posse uh, video as well. And Jackass. And he was on Jackass too. Yeah. He's part of the production team. Yeah. We're going to try to get him on here. We'll see what we'll, I'm trying. Yeah. Me too. I, I got to figure this guy out. I don't get it. I really feel like he's playing a character and he's trying to be just as bad as he can be as uh, anti-woke movement as he possibly can be and do it as like an art form, I think is what he's doing. I, I that's, yeah. that's why I bought the, the sweater. It's like- It's definitely a character. It's original. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of refreshing. It's also, man, for as much as like we're kind of like pumping this guy up, don't you feel, Kent, like I'm taken aback sometimes by some of the stuff he says. I- until I, I thought I was inoffendable. Me too. Inoffendable. Unoffendable. And and I don't get offended listening to his videos, but I, he does say things that even me, it makes me cringe. How about this? And that's what I love about him. <clears throat> He's, he says this a couple of times. I told you this already, but he says uh, he was he was as clean as the sole of a cripple's boot. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, I mean, it's 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 creative and everything else. It's like, why did you have to say that, man? Like, if you if you leave that stuff out, like he uses the hard f, agate rhymes rhymes with agate. Yeah. He he raises the yeah. hard r rhymes with, uh, we taught, and just like it's unnecessary all the time. But uh, he's just kind of he, he beats you over the head. Oh, with... dude, it's so unnecessary all the time. Anyways, dead bug. He, uh, he, he does one video, seven, ser- seven fuckable serial killers <laughs> is the name of the video. And he does one for the guy or one for the guys. So he says it's Julia or Jody Arias. Mm-hmm. He's like Jody Arias, one of the fuckable serial killers. Then he does one for the ladies, says Ted Bundy. Yeah. And then he goes, I did one for the guys. I did one for the girls. Now let's do one for the fucking gays. <laughs> He says Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I think it's not. It's not like it offends me, but it's shocking in this climate, like in this day and age, to hear somebody going all out like that. Is what it is, right? Yeah. No. Not doesn't even have a brake pedal. No. Oh. It's not even a brake. He took the brake pedal out of that car. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. And it's obviously. I know this goes without saying. It's not like I agree with everything, anything that he, the way that he's going about it. But it's just fascinating to watch somebody go balls out like that. It's and refreshing. Yeah, in a way, it definitely is. Yeah, because you know he knows what he's doing. You know he, he knows exactly what he's doing because you can see his social media presence and realize that he's nothing like that. Right, right, right. But even when he delivers it without knowing that he's not exactly like that, he's pretty believable on his delivery. Like he sounds oh, very yeah. hateful when he says these things, and he says oh, yeah. it like everybody says it. Like he acts like this is normal to be speaking this way. Oh man! Yeah, he's still talking like it's nineteen eighty four. Yes. Anyways, man. But but you know he'll do something like that where where he'll he'll do a video. You know now let's do one for the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll do a video of my first homosexual experience where he talks about. Being gay, like gay stuff that he's done himself. Yes. So <laughs> I think that he's bisexual. Like I think that he... I do too. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I do believe he's bisexual. Yeah, it's art. It really is art. You don't agree with all art, but it is expression, and and it's it's different, and it's man, it's art. We're loving it. Dead bug people, <laughs> check them out. All right. Well, maybe don't. No, maybe don't. Tell him. Uh, tell him we sent you. 
because uh, we're trying to talk to the guy. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for your patience. Uh, I know it's a long time between these episodes, but I mean, these, these uh, you know, you can only take so much of what we're doing right here. Once a month, I think, is good enough for now. And uh, until next time, uh, fucking another episode of...